The Coyotes are back in action tonight as they face the Winnipeg Jets, hosting them for the first time since the year 2020. Uh, we're going to be breaking down that game on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. You're Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to today's show. I am Carl Pavlock. Uh, my co- co-host, Robin, is out for today. So we got a couple of special guests on. Uh, we have James and Brandon of Five for Howling joining me today to break down uh, today's game against the Winnipeg Jets. Guys, how are you feeling today? Yeah, pretty good. Nice, nice. Still jet-lagged. I just got back to the UK. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Brandon, you... When we first met, you were living in Canada, and then you decided to make the trip to the uh, to England to live. Uh, I have made a similar flight before. I can only imagine it's still taking some time to recover. You know, the first time I moved here, not a problem. Didn't sleep on the flight, an overnight flight. Was up and out the next day, and then this time, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I slept like, until noon today. I mean, that's a fine thing to do just normally, so uh, I won't fault you for that. Uh, Do you guys get a chance to watch many games this season? I know they're uh, definitely kind of late for you. It's been a bit tough. Just some weekend afternoon games or... Yeah. Uh, I mean... Yeah, I got to see a few when I was back in Canada, but that was, you know, a few and far between. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, honestly... you guys have not been missing much at all it has been a rough season uh there's been kind of a surprising few events uh i honestly think the coyotes have been playing pretty interesting lately um have you gotten a chance to watch either of the last two games either the sharks or the ducks or seen the highlights because boy there was plenty of highlights well i saw the highlights of the sharks game for sure (laughs) I mean, I hope people that are interested in betting were betting the over on that one. Yeah, definitely. I think I expected that one to be a low-scoring affair. Ended up being, what, an 8-7 shootout loss? Who who predicts that? Uh, what about you, Brandon? You seen any of the, the recent games? I was going to say, I want to take this opportunity to, to gripe about the Canadian media. They showed the highlight reel of that game, and they showed every Sharks goal, including the shootout goal, and none of the Coyotes. So I had to, you know, scrounge them up myself uh, just to see, you know, how the score kept getting tied again because uh, Sportsnet didn't seem to think that that mattered. I mean, when there's 15 goals, you really do have to kind of cut a couple because that's just a lot of space, but... That is quite a bit to not show any Coyotes goals. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that the San Jose Sharks were apparently Canada's team this year. Um, but clearly, if they're showing the highlights, then yeah, San Jose, Canada's team. Last year, they were Arizona's team. They were the Scottsdale Sharks. This year, they're Canada's. Who knew? They must be still bitter Lesser about Lesser two evils, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Did either of you get a chance to watch the last Coyotes game against the Jets? Uh, the 1-0 victory, um, Kelvin Melka in net. 
quite a thing to see. Definitely probably not something that would show up on a lot of highlight reels, though. That's two years ago, Carl. That's a that's a tough question. <laughs> no, there was there was another one. Two years was the last time the Coyotes hosted, but they played the Jets oh. earlier this year. It was a one-zero shutout. Oh, win. we actually did well and lo- still lost. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we managed well, more I, than ten shots a game. Yeah, uh, let me pull up the numbers for that. Uh, Coyotes won one-zero somehow. Uh, off of a goal from uh, Anton Roussel. Uh, and yeah, the Jets had outshot the Coyotes 46 to 15 throughout the game. Uh, uh, just, you guys have watched a bit of NHL. Uh, do you think that uh, we're going to see more of the same again? Uh, let's start with you, Brandon. Do I think the Coyotes pull that off again? No, absolutely not. Uh, again, that might make someone quite rich. Um, if they did some betting on the game uh, and bet for uh, a 1-0 win, actually, I think James, you mentioned you'd make like tenfold if you if you pulled that off. So, but no, I'm not expecting uh, that generous an outcome in in any regard for us. I mean, that's fair. That's pretty much what the team has been this whole season. Uh, James, what about you? Do you think this is going to be like the the last game, one zero? Uh, well. You'd hope that there would be a few more goals in it, uh, make it a bit more interesting. Uh, I doubt we'll see anything like the the San Jose game. Um, so, I don't think I don't think a one nothing is on the cards. Really, I think the Jets are probably a bit too strong for that at the moment. Got a couple of wins under them recently. Coyotes, obviously, the tank is in full progress this year. Uh, I would expect a few more goals, but certainly not at either end of the spectrum that we've seen from the Coyotes this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this. The Coyotes have had a week off. Um, we saw in the last game where they had a week off, they were quite rusty, uh, gave up quite a few. Um, the Jets have not had that same kind of um, issue with game time. They were able to play last Sunday against the Vegas Golden Knights, they have dealt with plenty of COVID issues, so their schedule has also been quite messed up. But this isn't going to be two completely rusty teams. This is going to be a somewhat rusty team and a slightly rusty Coyotes team. So I do think that it could be you know, potential for a high-scoring affair, but with the Jets being somewhat prepared, I don't think that's very likely. Um, but we are going to talk more about this. We're going to break down the game a little bit more. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Uh, got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you know has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're the guy who never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with a low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift. If you're shopping for yourself, you'd be glad you did. Now, I know holidays are kind of over, but still, it's a great gift. If you're anything like me, uh, Christmas deadline for gifts is kind of just a suggestion. You can get people gifts all the time. Uh, It makes people feel nice to get a gift in the middle of January, even if it means that they didn't get a 
you know, Christmas present on the 25th. Uh, I know I have plenty of friends um, who I still am buying gifts for, and eh, some of them are going to get some Primal. Uh, we all know that every company claims to be the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in their beard with other products you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. That's promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. And we're back. This is Carl Pavlock talking with James and Brandon. Uh, just kind of going over some of the game um, and see. Uh, guys, I know we all do not have high expectations. Uh, I'll get to what I think the score is going to be when we get to our final section on betting. Uh, but what's kind of like the one area you'd like to see the Coyotes improve this season? Because the, the, we all know they can't do too much. We haven't gotten a chance to really talk about them, but kind of – What's the one highlight you'd like to see for the Coyotes, either this game, this week, whichever? Uh, James, let's start with you. Personally, I'd like to see Phil Kessel continue to uh, look quite impressive. Uh, six points in his last two games, that's that's really good. Yeah. Um, and we all know that Kessel is more than likely going to be shifted at the deadline. So yeah. I think really all the Coyotes can kind of hope for is those veterans on expiring contracts, Kessel in particular, um, to keep performing, keep stepping up, because then they can just reap the rewards of that and get as much back at the deadline as possible, because you know that teams that are legitimate contenders could do with a guy like Phil Kessel. He's been there, he's won back-to-back cups with Pittsburgh, always puts up good points, apart from that first year, obviously, in Arizona. Sure, sure. Um, and I think seeing the uh, seeing the veterans like him, even like Louis Erickson, Antoine Roussel, who we we've seen some bits from this season, um, I think it'd be nice to see guys like that continue to perform well enough that they have some value um, later on this season. Definitely, uh, and that's a good point. We mentioned Roussel um, in the last segment. He was the one who got the the game winning goal the last time the Coyotes played the Jets. So there's definitely room for those um, veteran players to kind of step up. And of the players that are think on this team that are going to be traded uh, this year, or walk in the in the off season, Kessel is definitely the one who I think has the most value um, amongst the veteran guys. You know. Chikrin and Keller probably still have a little bit more value. Um, but he's also one who's who's kind of taken up and he's playing the system well, which is a bit of a surprise for me because I didn't know how well he would take Tockett leaving. There was always talk about, you know, he wanted to be there for Tockett. And now Tockett's not here, but he's still keeping his game up. Uh, Brandon, what about you? What kind of things, where are you hoping to see the Coyotes improve? Well, I mean, you love to say I'd love to see them start scoring goals but to have that happen with this roster so I think something they could focus a little bit more on is something that you know they've done a bit better of a job at over the years even with their lack of scoring and that's their penalty kill uh, it's slipped considerably this year and uh, we're actually facing off against one of the few teams that has a worse penalty kill than us by you know one tenth of a percentage point but uh, a 71 percent penalty kill when you're a team that can't score a lot of goals and who is suddenly taking a lot of penalties. I mean, is it good for the Coyotes? Sure, because it loses us games. But at the same time, you need some of those guys to start learning some defensive responsibility. Uh, guys like Fisher and Krause, who they, they've been utilizing on the penalty kill, 
and in years past and in this year, they need to be able to step it up, especially with the loss of guys like Richardson, Grabner, uh, and and Jomerson on the back end. People need to step it up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the interesting things I've seen uh, this year that always kind of, I don't know, it always surprises me. It's it's Clayton Keller, penalty killer. Like I am continually shocked to see him like trotted out on the ice in the penalty kill. Uh, I don't think it would ever happen under a target, um, but it, it works fine enough, I guess. Uh, like you mentioned, the Coyotes penalty kill is rough and they take plenty of penalties. So they have plenty of chances to show how bad it is. Uh, I would definitely like to see that improve a little bit more too. Um, and speaking of the penalties, um, the Coyotes are definitely one of the most penalized teams this year. They continue to take poorly timed penalties. Um, I think the big one in that Sharks game was Clayton Keller took an overtime penalty, which don't, d- just don't take the overtime penalties. Uh, do you think the Coyotes are going to take a, a big penalty during this game that uh, makes things harder for themselves? Yes or no? Uh, Brandon, let's start with you. I don't think the question is yes or no. It's, it's going to be how many. <laughs> Um, I'm going to anticipate they're probably going to take at least two penalties that is really going to cost them big. Either they're going to score a goal and then take a penalty and lose that momentum, or they're going to give up a goal, take a pretty bad penalty, and then put themselves in a real tough spot. So that would be my projection is at least two. Yeah, and, and I would agree with that assessment. We do see the Coyotes take a lot of poorly timed penalties. Um, the one area I would throw in there too is in the first five minutes or last five minutes of a period, because those also come up quite often. Uh, James, what about you? Coyotes, poor penalties. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this team really isn't a team that has much of an identity. <laughs> Uh, obviously, it is a team, but sure, uh, yeah. But I mean, under Tocket, obviously, we had a lot of gripes with how the team played, but at least they had the identity and they were a unit that had been compiled together. Um, this team has had quite a few injuries, a lot of rotations of players. They've got a ton of guys out on IR at the moment. They've brought in a bunch of guys from all over the league and kind of just put them all together. So I think it's expected everything that we've been seeing so far. Um, Harking back to the penalty kill situation, it's obvious that they're not going to be that great anymore because they've lost like key con- contributors on that aspect. You know, Chalmerson's gone, Golagoski's gone, even Demers, Kemper's not in net, Ranta's not the backup. Like this team isn't the team that it was. The transition is so clear. Um, the fact that the Montreal Canadiens are so desperate to do almost as bad as the Coyotes is quite a shock in reality when you look at this team. And so penalties being given away is no surprise. And I think we're, we're bound to see, like Brandon said, at least a couple of pretty bad ones almost every game. That's just the way things are as this team tries to figure out what it is in the short time that they'll be together. Yeah. So you're saying uh, misfits is not a proper identity for a team. <laughs> Sadly, I mean, I don't need, 
they are they are definitely misfits. They're the island of misfit toys as an NHL team. Just a bunch of people who have come from anywhere. I think if they were more of a homegrown misfit, I would I would think that's a bit more. But when you got like three guys from Vancouver, um, where did Liam o- Gosses Bear? Uh, where did Liam O'Brien play last season? Um, I, and then a bunch of guys from the Four Tucson Roadrunners. Uh, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Oh, I just said poor Liam O'Brien. No one knows where he played. <laughs> he has definitely made a name for himself as the Coyotes' go-to face puncher. Uh, Colorado Avalanche. So he's with the Avalanche. A couple of Avalanche guys in there. Uh, maybe if Timmons was still playing uh, and didn't have that knee injury, it, there'd be a more of an Avalanche you know, thing. But yeah, you guys are right. Uh, this team doesn't have chemistry. It doesn't necessarily have... <sighs> I don't know. I struggle to say whether or not they have an identity because I do think they're a tougher team to play against. And that's kind of an identity, um, at least according to the internet. Uh, it's an identity that they're willing to have a guy who can go out there and punch faces. Um, but yeah, they, they, they're they going to take penalties. I think if anything is if this is anything like the last game that we saw after quite a long time, they're going to take quite a few penalties. Um, but we get, oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. I I was thinking back to, uh, was it, you know, time's kind of flying. Martin Hansel retired this, this off season, correct? Even though he hadn't played for, for quite some time. Um, Um, let me, uh, let me confirm that. Whenever he, whenever it was that, uh, poor Martin Hansel retired, they had an interview from Dave Tippett about his time here with the Coyotes and about, the fact that basically there, there were no better centers than him on the team. So he was forced to take on a role and responsibility that was, you know, way above realistically where he should be. Right. He was not a first line offensive center. He wasn't really uh, a top defensive center, um, but we were basically playing him like he was Patrice Bergeron. And, you know, Tippett noted that that meant he made a lot of mistakes and a lot of people griped on him, but it wasn't because, he wasn't a good player. It was, he was essentially put in a position that he, he was in over his head, uh, but he was doing his best. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing so many penalties by the Coyotes and, you know, some stupid penalties from Keller. I mean, by and large, he's, I hate saying this. He's probably one of the best players on the team. Um, And, you know, if he keeps putting that upon himself, he's going to make stupid plays because he's not good enough to compensate for just a, a very lackluster, deliberately uh, lackluster team. Yeah. Uh, and I think we're kind of seeing that a lot with Jacob Chikrin this year too, who is, he's a good defenseman, but he is maybe not ready to be the number one defenseman yet. Uh, I think he probably would have been benefited from another year of just having Oliver Ekman Larson above him on the, you know, on the sheet because OEL got the the big minutes. Shikman was able to kind of coast around that second pairing and just rack up offense. It's a lot of what we're seeing Shane Gostas Bear do now. And I think Chikrin will probably be able to adjust to that, but to go to you're saying, it takes time. Um, and he's still a young guy. So yeah, we're we're really seeing players kind of play up and just it's it's rough to watch because they take stupid mistakes 
mistakes. They're not able to do everything that they need to, but you can tell that they're trying hard. Uh, and then just to, to confirm for anyone who's listening, uh, Martin Hansel retired October 26, 2020. So oh. yeah. it was uh, it was a weird time. Uh, so I think everything in that year just kind of gets lumped together as this past year. Um, but Good stuff. We have one more segment coming up. We're going to talk a little bit more about kind of the betting action for this one. But first, another quick word from our sponsors. And we're back with the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Uh, This is Carl Pavlock. Again, Robin Leano. She's out for the day. Uh, So got a couple of guests in here, James and Brandon. Uh, Now, we're going to talk about bets uh, because it's what we do for every preview. Uh, we were actually talking about this before the show started. Both James and Brandon are in England and they do very different betting uh, just in terms of the odds. So we're just going to keep this one a little bit general. Um, the Jets have, they're the likely winners on this one. And Bet Online agrees. Bet Online is our, our betting sponsor. They have the Jets as the point and a half favor um with a plus 115 coyotes are minus 135 over under is at five and a half with the over going minus 116 under 105 or plus 105 uh i think this one is gonna be another high scoring affair but i don't think the coyotes are necessarily gonna be able to pull out another one uh i think that they did a good job of keeping up with the sharks and the and the ducks but i don't think that's gonna continue i think it's gonna go over i think the jets are gonna win this one four two um james let's start with you what do you think about this game what are you kind of guessing the outcome is going to be yeah i could see it going around that sort of four two maybe even like a five three sort of situation uh it really depends on how whoever in net plays for either team uh hellebuck uh is a vesna winning goalie you know he could stop everything the coyotes throw at them um equally the coyotes have you know vishmelka and wedgwood not not great stats on the year some pretty high scoring against uh performances at least so i could certainly see it being uh in the range of six seven goals scored overall um hmm. obviously with the jets the more more likely uh victors in this one sure sure uh so you would also say bet the over bet the jets too because they seem like the likely winner uh brandon what about you what are you thinking yeah i'm not gonna be the, the like the one dentist that disagrees with all the others about recommending a toothpaste here um yeah i i James, I'm with you. I was going leaning toward kind of a 5-3 Jets win. The only thing that I think might make this game a little bit interesting is the fact that Paul Maurice resigned as the Jets head coach uh, mm. on December 17th. And they haven't had a lot, like Dave Lowry's coach for some time, but they haven't had a lot of games uh, under him, especially with all the postponements. So the Jets could either come out very disorganized or they could come out uh you know in one and almost like a, a vancouver-esque renaissance under a new coach uh and do quite well so you know they've only got really one game 
one recent game sample size uh, and, and beating the Golden Knights is a pretty pretty big achievement but uh, it makes it tough it makes it tough to call in terms of are they going to steamroll the coyotes or are they going to play down to us but I'll still say five three jets uh Brandon that's a Maybe great point shot, shot totals might be a bit harder to pick yeah definitely um the Jets having a new head coach is definitely uh, an important aspect of this it changes it a lot from the last game um, and like you said, we, we don't really have too big of a sample, a recent sample size for either of these two teams because they have both dealt with some pretty massive COVID postponements. Um, and that's makes it really difficult to kind of go in. I, I do give the, the Jets a, a slight advantage because they played on Sunday when the Coyotes did not. But if the Coyotes have been getting in some good practices, who knows? Um it, it could it can change things around. The Coyotes can get lucky early on, and like I said, if the Jets are playing down, then they can take advantage of that. Like a one-zero win is not replicable, but you know, stranger things have happened in the NHL. It could get repeated. Uh, any final thoughts yeah. from either of you? And as James uh, said, as I mean, you know, Cass has been doing lots of getting some points, so. I'm trying to see. Uh, we're recording. It's noon Arizona time. I do not know if the goalies have been released for this one yet. Uh, let me check. I'm not seeing it on Twitter. So, yeah, who knows? Um, Goaltending definitely was going to be key for this one. Uh, and it'll be interesting to kind of see who gets picked. Um, but, yeah. Uh, any quick sp- thoughts before we go, Brandon? Let's start with you. Sure. And sorry, my uh, my bead lag there a minute ago. Um, we talked about Kessel's been on a bit of a, a hot streak, and after you know a bit of disappointment, Schmaltz has put up some points. Uh, not against the Sharks, but before that, he was riding a three-game point streak, and I mean he's had you know a goal and four points, I think, over those over a three-game stretch. Uh, before the the Christmas break, so hopefully he's someone who can step it up because I think they really need, well, they obviously need him to do that. Uh, whether they want him to be part of the team going forward or whether they want to be able to trade him, but I think his his capacity to produce is going to have an obvious and players like Clark. Um So I I would like at least you know hope continuing. Um, some of his his stronger play, especially with with all the injuries we've had, uh, he's someone we need to get going if we Absolutely. want games to at least be interesting, even if we're going to lose, make them interesting losses. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I, I would love to see another multi point night from Kessel, uh, and it's great to see him getting assists um, as like a traditional goal scorer. He seems to be kind of fitting well into a role, so I hope that continues. Uh, James, any quick last thoughts? Uh, just to add the thing on the Kessel, uh, in his last 10 games, he has 11 points, nine of which have been assists. So he is really stepping up on the playmaking uh, side of things, seven points in the last five games. Um, yeah, I I agree with Brandon. This team has really nothing to play for this year. So I'd just like them to go out there and play without fear and just put on as much of a show as they can with what they're capable of, like just make it entertaining, make it fun and do what you can. Cause he, the fans know 
that they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding the right way. They're very sensible, huge amount of draft capital they've got heading into a great deep draft year. Fans are probably more on board with them losing than ever before. So just make it entertaining. If they lose, you know, an 8-7 game, doesn't matter. Still 15 <laughs> goals scored. They lost. Oh, well. I mean, I will say I, I was not expecting a win. Uh, I was glad to just see it get to the shootout in a 7-7 in game. And it was definitely entertaining. Uh, real quick before we go, I do want to also mention, uh, this has been brought up before. It looks like uh, Luis Hernandez uh, will be doing the Spanish broadcast uh, for tonight's game. First Spanish broadcast for a Coyotes game. Uh, just kind of great thing to see. Um, we've heard a lot about the uh, Morello group wanting to reach out to the Hispanic community of Arizona. And a Spanish language broadcast is a great way to do that. Uh, I hope to see more of this kind of stuff. Um, not something that I'm going to be listening to because... I took one year of Spanish and pretty much failed it. Um, so it's not for me, but glad it's for other people. Um, wrapping up, uh, James, where can people find you online? Uh, so I'm quite active on Twitter, James RJ Reeve, R-W-E-V-E. Uh, and obviously I write for Five for Howling. Yep. Uh, you wrote a very nice piece about Dylan Gunther going to the World Juniors. He got no minutes in his first game, and then after the second, the tournament was called off. It was beautiful timing. Oh, very unfortunate. Very, yeah. very disappointing. Uh, uh, I have one comment on that uh, that whole piece, and it was from Brandon saying I jinxed him. It was a good piece. Uh, I definitely recommend. Uh, I will certainly be going back and rereading it when we do our 25 under 25. Uh, Brandon, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter, it's Brandon underscore underscore Sparks, because unfortunately someone already took Brandon underscore Sparks. Gotcha. So just remember that double underscore. Uh, I am at Carl Pavlock FFH. You could also follow the show on LO underscore Coyotes. I want to thank uh, everyone for joining us for this episode, this preview of tonight's game. I also like to thank James and Brandon for, for stepping in real quick and, and doing this preview. Hope everyone has a good rest of your day. Hope everyone's staying safe out there. And hope you guys remember to howl on.